I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Bienvenidos, mi gente. Gloria Stefan here. You are listening to Red Table Talk, the Estefan's podcast. All your favorite episodes from our Facebook Watch show in audio. I got called a fat slut when I was 13. Oh that was rough. Shamed by online bullies. They found the picture where my girlfriend and I, we were kissing. Victimized. How did you go from Alex Dumphy to being a whore? Ugh, a mother's worst nightmare. Her daughter bullied. If you're reading this, I'm most likely gone. To death. Sorry. Online bullying and harassment of women is at an all-time high, and it's just getting worse. Four in 10 Americans have experienced it, and 70% of women say it's a major problem. On a daily basis, women, and especially those in the limelight, deal with the worst kinds of profanity, as well as rape and death threats. From anxiety, depression, to suicide. The consequences are severe and undeniable. When I was growing up, I didn't have this. No. My version of bullying was a slam book. 
And that was where someone would be targeted. Well, those still existed in, in my high school. Or a rumor in school. Right. Somebody saying something about you. But you exactly. would locate the person, look at the person in their face or, you know, it was another experience. Had nothing to do with someone that was hiding behind an account. Now it has been elevated to the nth degree because of the accessibility. Any platform is worldwide. All of us have suffered a bit of the bullying and online harassment. Here's an example of one of mine. I had COVID in November of 2020. I posted a video message saying, look, I want you to know I'm okay. One of my best friends is a world-renowned infectious disease doctor, and she gave me these things to take, so I'm going to share them with you. I usually don't read comments, but I go, oh, let me see. This was one of them. Bullcrap! How did you get so famous, Gloria Stefan? Are you a communist? Illuminati? Freemasons? Jesuit? Boy, they're covering their bases. Maybe she's all... The numbers are a lie. Coronaviruses have been on this earth forever. We cannot keep wearing masks, living in our homes, or doing what the government tells us to do. You, of all people, should know this. Stop pushing us to be a slave to the government. All I did was say, I had COVID, I feel good, and this is... What I took. Illuminati. Well, that part you got right, you okay? Said, yeah. Yes, I'm Illuminati. <laughs> what the hell can I tell you? Flag, I, I mean, you have a daily show. Yes. It's a gossip show. It's an entertainment show. You also take a lot of abuse. There were some days that you get beautiful things, but then other mm -hmm. days, if I said something in the show about someone that has, you know, millions of fans and right, the fans the didn't like it, they, they attack, attack you. you. I know that many times they would even attack Loring and Lena. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. They've told Lena, you're ugly, and that's why your father abandoned you. Oh, Something no, that is not even gosh. true, has nothing to do with ah. the reality of what's going on. They go to the lowest The place. lowest, yeah. Hurtful, about... like trying to hurt them. Yes. Well, and yeah. you, you were bullied. The very first post you put online was in 2015. Yeah. When you decided to share a photo of yourself, which I find you incredibly cute and adorable in the photo. I had just cut my hair. To me, posting that picture, I was excited. You were happy with the picture. I, I'm you happy were... with it. I'm like, oh, I feel more like myself. More people than not were like, oh, my God. You lesbian, just come out of the closet already. Such a shame. Your mom is so beautiful and you have to look like that. Pick oh another career. God, and I was mama. like, what the hell? Like, who takes the time to do that? There's always ill intent on the other side of that comment. And this was probably one of the only comments the that post about you and Jem. almost made me sick. I was dating Jem for a year and I posted a picture and somebody put, I hope that you both get sexually assaulted with a rusty metal stick that has AIDS on it Ugh. and you die a slow and painful death. I was like, whoa. And I just deleted it and I took a deep breath, but that one I thought about for and a what? while because people will really hate without knowing anything about you, merely for a choice about you that doesn't affect them at all. Exactly. You know what I mean? Cyberbullying can be particularly traumatic for the LGBT community. Pop star Lauren Hauregui who rose to fame with the girl band Fifth Harmony, was publicly outed, and the opportunity to come out was stolen from her. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. All right, let's cut to the chase. So I have been very lucky that Perez Hilton, who was a card-carrying fan of my fan club, Ooh. has kind of been hands-off of me. That's nice. He usually is not hands-off of anyone. For those of you who don't know Perez Hilton... He became a famous blogger by... By cyberbullying. In 2016, he was the harbinger of doom for you. I had been dating the girlfriend that I had at the time for like probably a year at that point, but we had fallen in love when I was like 15. 
I was at my uncle's wedding in New Orleans and my aunt like very innocently posted the photos from the photo booth onto her Facebook page. It was like a link for the family to be able to click on. And my fans are just a little wild and they found the picture where my girlfriend and I, we were drunk. So we had taken a picture kissing. So Perez. He definitely outed me. I wasn't ready because I'm also Latina. Yes. You know, so there was that whole looming thing of like, what is my community going to feel about me? Are they even going to accept me? I know that my family obviously accepted me, but was that something that they were willing to deal with on a public scale? Because I had family members who hit me up once it came out, who hit my parents up. Did like, your Oye, family know? Oye, ¿qué está pasando? Some of them did, some of them didn't. Like my immediate family knew, but like outsourced family didn't know. Yeah. But it was like in news. So articles. you were out to the public. Yeah. Because like you said, if you're not ready, and this is a big portion, people, they take, you feel like something has been taken from you. I felt you. like my own process was violated. I mean, I've had a lot of cyberbullying. What was the first one? The very first one was before fame even hit me. It was in sixth grade Mm. where some friends of mine created like a whole page on AIM pages. Like like people that I considered friends. I liked this boy. This boy liked me back. His sixth grade drama. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One of my friends really liked him at the time. And so she was really hurt that I had said yes to being his girlfriend at field day. Oh boy. And so she and like a whole group of my friends created a page that was like, Lauren is a slut. An online slam book. There online you go. slam book. And they posted it. And then like everyone that was in my school saw it. And I remember coming home and seeing it and just feeling sick to my stomach because I was like, these are girls that I consider my friends. And they're like publicly humiliating yeah. me and calling me a slut when I have never even kissed a boy. Yeah. Now these girls are like mad at me and not eating lunch with me. And I feel like... A slut. And I didn't even know. change your image of yourself? Exactly. And I didn't even know what that meant, really. You know what I'm saying? And also, what is a slut? Yeah, exactly. That's a word made up to to police women. Exactly. Get it, girl. And their sexuality and their expression of their sexuality. What happened in Brazil? I think I was like 18 or 19. And I was minding my business on the rooftop in a bathing suit, going in the pool. Later on that day, I go online and there's just a slew of me tagged in a photo that was taken in my bathing suit at an incredibly unflattering angle from a dude who was on another roof. Just a grown man taking photographs of me in a bathing suit. That's the picture. To this day, that that makes me want to cry. It sucks that it makes you want to cry, but you look great. Thank you, but I have body image issues. You know what I'm saying? And I've had them since bullying that happened to me in fifth grade. People telling me that I was ugly and people telling me... What are they, blind? The amount of comments that I got, they were like, oh my God, you look like a whale, you're so fat. I realized I was searching for these negative comments because they were the validation of my insecurities. Mm. Your mind looks for evidence of what you already think is true. I spent the next week crying. Feeling, just feeling so terrible in my own body because I was just like, I have no control over how people see me. I have no control over whether or not my half-naked body is going to be slathered somewhere. They can just do that. And I have to just sit there with that. Like, people's whole identities are being a troll. Yeah. Online. We're public figures. Right, facts. It, <laughs> it is Our it privacy is. gets invaded and we have to be able to take it. But there are certain things that see, we should not take. But the people online, they don't consider celebrities they human. Yes, they don't. And they're like, oh, well, you're so privileged. You should be right. able to deal to with right. it. You knew what you were getting yourself into. How can we give people out there yeah. tools and recommendations on how they can work through some of this stuff? Because not everybody can afford therapy. If you could share some yeah. of the things that have made you feel better. I've noticed that 
the way other people's comments about me affect me has way more always to do with how well I'm keeping up with my own self-care. Okay. What I think about myself when I'm reading that comment. Mentally and emotionally. Mentally, emotionally, right. and physically, and I've yeah, learned physically. is a thing for me. I exist as a whole person, and who is that person? Am I happy with her? Because if I'm not happy with her, I'm always going to be looking for the negative comment that validates whatever it is I'm feeling about myself. Right. But if I understand and come from a place of self-love that is so strong and fortified, I don't care what people say about me. Yeah. Because they don't know me. Right. You they, know you. Right. You I know, know that me. now. And God you knows know me. that now. It I know that a, now. It took a long time for you to feel like that. Oh, it's still t it's still taking time. The knowledge is one thing. Integrating knowledge yes. is a whole nother. Because to me, this deep-rooted, like, I want to make you feel terrible about Absolutely. yourself. Those people are not well. There's something mentally... Malevolent. Yeah. ...wrong with the way that they view life. There's people that have bad intentions. So... I say, I surround myself with light and that will not penetrate my sphere. Yeah. But if there's something I can do about getting them out of that space, I will. Yeah. And I'd like to actually add somebody to the conversation yeah. right now. Ariel Winter is an actress with a long list of credits, but is most widely known for her portrayal of Alex Dunphy on the TV series Modern Family. But Ariel's success in the spotlight came at a cost. She became a target for online bullies and was just 12 years old when she was assailed by cruel and hurtful comments about her body and appearance. This constant scrutiny only worsened Ariel's depression, from which she is still healing. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Ariel. We're like air hugging. Okay. Thank you both. You know, it's an important conversation that we're having. You grew up in the public eye. I started working in the industry when I was four, and I got my first movie when I was six. It's a beautiful thing. I'm very, very lucky, obviously, that I have had that success. You know, it's things that people dream about, and I'm so, so grateful for it. I started on Instagram, I think, when I was 11 or 12, and I had a very different body type. I was so, so, so skinny and small. I wished for boobs. I wanted them so bad. And then on my 12th birthday, got my period and got my boobs. You got your Um, wish. Yeah. My body fully changed. I was then like curvy. I had boobs. And then everybody online was so empowered once they saw they could be anonymous. The things that got said to me... Like what? What were some of the worst? I got called a fat slut when I was 13. That was rough. Because I I had gained weight and my body changed, I had to wear different outfits. And I wore a dress that had cut out here. And it was like the headlines were dark. Fat slut was rough for me. And it continued. It was the fans, some of them. We have lovely, lovely fans. But some were also hard on me in the way that, like... 
they loved Alex Dunphy and because I wasn't Alex Dunphy and right. I didn't look like Alex, I was just different. You and that way, I'm not my character. Right. From them, they're like, how did you go from like Alex Dunphy to being like a whore? You're trying to be sexy. You're 13. You're a horrible role model. What are you showing people? You got so fat on TV. Now you look so fat. Having my body changed so much, it also changed when I was in high school because I got on antidepressants. I gained 30 pounds. It was rough going to school. It was rough online. On my Instagram, it was like and flooding comments. Flooding comments. Wow. And so then I was like, okay, they hate this about me. I need to work on it. Mm. I need to be thinner. Ooh. I need to change my hair here. My cheeks look weird. If I change this about me, the things they hate about me, I'm going to not get that anymore. I'm going to get mm. praise. Can you see yourself growing into being able to ignore and realizing that these comments have absolutely nothing to do with, with you. you. I realized that years ago after I spent so many years trial and erroring with my appearance. And every time I changed something, something else was wrong. What um, are some of the things you changed? I tried to lose weight, a lot of diets, changed my hair, wore makeup different, wore more revealing outfits, wore less revealing outfits. Which, by the way, if you want to wear the revealing gamut. outfits, look, that's great, but it should be from sexual, you. Sexual, just because I feel like I look good. Yeah. I look like a snack or an entree. Yeah. Honestly, an <laughs> yeah, entree, entree yeah, not entree. a snack. <laughs> look, we can be a snack if we want to be a snack, but yeah. we are an entree. You can and be both. You can, Full course meal, you can put your titties out there and like feel good about it and be like I put them out there they're not for you right. these are for me yeah, I can right. put what I want about me online to tell me that I'm I'm looking for it that I'm I'm asking for you to for you to say that to me I'm asking for the dick pics in my DMs I'm asking for all the things that are like disgusting to read there were a strong amount of people that really just overwhelming overwhelming amount of negativity and also sexualization that was really dark. Mm. Ariel, I feel so much deep empathy and like love for you. I cannot even fathom being a nine-year-old, being a four-year-old, being a six-year-old, being a 14-year-old. And I know that you have to tailor it because you're an actress and you have to, everything's fine. And like, my life is, is good. And granted- If I don't, the headline is- Is she's ungrateful. Way worse. Oh yeah. Has there been a moment for you where you already feel like you're past some of it? Are you still in the thick of it? I'm definitely still on definitely still on a journey. I've been in therapy twice a week for That's years. That's great. I love my therapist. I love my time awesome. in therapy. It is the best. Safe space. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, like, these conversations where we're open about therapy, especially in the Latino culture and yes. all of them, there's a stigma of, oh, you go to therapy, you're broken, something's wrong. Most of us are broken, and we need therapy to learn to love ourselves. Well... I think this is a perfect moment to bring in our guest. I would like to invite Dr. Tina Oyanin to the table. She's a psychologist, what I wanted to be, and aggression researcher who has made it her life's work to understand why people bully. Welcome, Dr. Oyanin, and please enlighten us. I know you've done a lot of research on this. What have you found with your studies on aggression and, and bullying? We're seeing things like the low levels of effective empathy. Effective empathy is feeling the feelings of other people. They don't feel the suffering of the victims. Is this behavior something that maybe you learn at home because someone yeah. is doing it to you? Narcissistic parents. Right? And then you get to school and you're doing the same thing that you just learned from 
another generation. In some families, you know, there's either abuse or, or kids are simply witnessing that aggression works. And many families look good from the outside. But if there's not real, you know, emotional closeness or whatever happens behind the scenes, if there's underlying insecurity that could actually turn into high but inflated sense of self like narcissism, those could be reasons that kids bully others. And one way to try to combat bullying, as I always say, is to facilitate empathy and good morality. It is really hard to bully somebody if you feel that somebody else is suffering. I really want to bring someone else to the table who has gone through the most difficult thing any parent can go through. And, you know, it's hard to escape online harassment. And 11% of people who experienced it have suicidal thoughts. It's a scary statistic that turned into reality for one family. Itea Aslanian lost her daughter to bully side. They had no idea that she was experiencing daily traumatic abuse at the hands of online bullying. Welcome, Itea. Thank you, I appreciate it, I, I, I really do. I can only imagine the pain that you and your family have gone through. Tell us about Anna. It was three years ago you yes, lost Anna. Yes, it'll be three years ago in October the 30th. And she had just turned 16. She was just always laughing, always smiling, very close to her brothers and our family, and great student, and she loved makeup. We'd always joke around. I would say, oh my God, I don't even know how to put mascara on. And she started a whole Instagram page and did all of these funky makeup things. And she was so full of life. And if you don't mind, I just wanted to read. No, please. No, please. Hello to whoever is reading this. I'm writing this letter to anyone who is curious about my story and where my life went so wrong. Excuse me. If you're reading this, I'm most likely gone. Out of respect, for the people who actually did care for me, I thought this should be written. In seventh and eighth grade, I was body shamed a lot. To make it worse, it was by boys. They'd always make fun of my shape and how I should be smaller. I walked into seventh grade as a very confident girl, but walking out of eighth grade, I left all of my self-esteem behind. They called me many degrading, hurtful names. I let their words get to me, and I hated myself and my figure so much. I tried to go on several diets that never lasted. I never got the results I wanted, and I just gave up. People really have no idea what kind of impact they have on your life. I can have all of the money in the world, but I will still be me. That's when I realized I really don't have anything to live for. I just wish I were never born or that I just perished or disappeared. So it's just, it's a difficult thing because for any parent to hear that is, you know, devastating. And how did she not know that... I loved her so much. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want no, to tell you, you seem like a absolutely wonderful mother. And not Thank everybody you. gets I appreciate that. a mother that Thank cares you. so much. And I'm so deeply sorry for your loss. I just Thank want you, you to know you are a wonderful mother. Doctor, do you have anything to weigh in on this? Certainly. And, and first and foremost, Dithya, I am so incredibly sorry for your loss. Thank you. What research has shown is that people who are bullied by others start believing that I am a bad person. I don't deserve to have friends. I am fat or I am ugly. I am not worthy even living. It really looks to me that your daughter uh, was deeply, deeply suffering to the point at which she, she really began to believe that she is the one at wrong here. And that is a difficult situation for anybody to handle. Because that's really what it is, is you don't feel like you deserve the love. Because 
the bullying is taking that deservability away from you. It's strangers or it's people that don't know you personally right. telling you things that you're already insecure right. about. You Absolutely. Know? Or because, some that do even know you, really. That makes it even worse. There's also something called popularity competition, wanting to get status, wanting to be cool, popular, admired by peers. So unfortunately, teenagers tend to go about that with aggression and systematically putting other people down, using other kids instrumentally. So I just want to be admired by these high school guys over here when I'm still in middle school so I can torture this innocent victim over here because I don't feel the suffering of the victim. And the sad thing is that unless we change the social culture, the goals and values that teenagers have, let's say in that particular school, unfortunately, other kids are awarding this type of behavior yep. with actual status. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, 
I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What I've noticed is the people who are the meanest do it with the intention of getting likes and retweets popularity, and popularity again. out of the situation. And when I think back to when I was younger, I did things that were out of character to be accepted by the bullies. I just feel that our kids, they live in such a society where everything is immediate. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you think, I'm never going to feel better because I know that when I was 15, I had a lot of difficulties because I thought, that it wasn't going to change because when you're that age, you think that it will be there forever. It's the end of the world. You don't see past that. You, so you don't. What did you learn from her letter? She felt that she was too trustworthy of, of people that she looked uh, to that would always have her back. Friends. And that wasn't the case. Doc, are there differences in the way that bullying affects children and adults? Yes. You know, middle school, high school, whatever happens with our peers, if it's negative, I'm rejected, let alone I'm actually bullied. Because it can be a little thing like, you know, I'm not invited to the party. It hurts so much more because, you know, our sense of self, our identity development is not there yet. We're much more sensitive and vulnerable. And self-esteem on average, by the way, dips drastically right around the onset of middle school. And it dips more for girls than for boys. So girls and women do have that vulnerability already built in. Lots to say here, but uh, I hope I hope this helps a little bit. Thank you, doctor. And Idea, how much of her bullying was happening on social media? I would probably say 80% of it was um, through social media. People say, well, what do you suggest for parents? And I suggest, as uncomfortable as it is, I think we need to have those conversations. Talk to somebody. Please just talk to somebody 
Create your red table at home to have a a stable place to have these conversations. I love that. To all the parents out there, let's not wait until they show signs, even though they may not like it. Ask the question. Yes. We need to not assume people are doing amazing and ask more. I want to thank you so much thank for you. sharing your story. And I want to close today, actually, with... Yes, with Anna's last words. I hope I can bring awareness as to how serious mental health is. I personally think mental health is more important than physical health. I really hope people will start to try and make changes with everything in this world now that I can no longer contribute. She's contributing right now. And will continue to contribute through you and your family I imagine that every time you read that... Thank you. It does not get easier. No. And you know know what? Even in her darkest moment, I think one of the most beautiful things is that she was thinking about the world. Yes. Absolutely. Lauren, Ariel, thank you all. It's been an honor. So thank you. Bullying is never okay. If you or someone you care about has experienced bullying, you can find support at NAMI, N-A-M-I, dot org. Or... Look for anti-bullying resources at ibpaworld.org forward slash resources. Thanks for listening. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com forward slash Red Table Talk Estefans. Red Table Talk The Estefans is a production of Westbrook Studios in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop. With the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday. I, I a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels. 
A Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.